Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, listener. On my left wing is Tom. On my right wing is Neil. And I'm Nick, your false nine. <laughs> I changed I, it up a little bit. How you I guys used like to play that? on the left. See, uh, maybe that's how I'll, I'll switch it up for after the international break then. We'll do, we'll do it a little I'm a right-footed lefter. <laughs> Interesting. I am. Um, isn't Jot a, a right-footed left wing? Yeah, I think so. Hey, look at that. I'm not ever going to compare myself to him, though. Not a, because he's bad, you're much because better. I'm shit. Because you're much better than Jata. Is it headers? From the couch, maybe. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? Pretty good, good form. Yeah. I, I would say I'm, I'm looking forward to the weekend, but I, I always think like, oh, we're coming up on the international break. Honestly, it'll be kind of nice to take a break because I put mm-hmm. so much work into the show. My whole world revolves around football during the Premier League season. And I'm like, you know what? It'll be nice to take a break. And then by like mid-morning Saturday, I'm like, all right, where's the football? Hey, come over to my house. I've got lots of jobs to do. I always tell you, give me a call. I'll come over. I don't mind. <laughs> I got a ton of jobs to do. Nice. I'm really happy because tomorrow, Friday, my birthday. Ah. Oh, oh my God, birthday. it is. Yeah. Hey. So I'm just going to uh, celebrate all weekend, I think. All right. Well, let's talk about the football, even though we don't have much to talk about this weekend we're going to do something a little bit differently today so we're still going to go over the table um after last weekend's results we want to take a look and see where everyone's sitting and all that good stuff but after that we're actually going to do a where are they now episode neil do you want to explain you to got the some listener team music what exactly we're going to be doing later in this show yeah so i was thinking um after we got through in the carabao cup we're next playing in the carabao cup against west ham the Claridon blue of west ham the irons on um approximately december 19th james wordpress it's the it's the week of december 19th the um the games are played for the caraboo cup and (laughs) it is your line but as i'm playing the false nine today or something i thought i'd switch it up the coca-cola cup (laughs) the milk cup okay um so yeah the rumbelows cup that's my favorite uh, truly was called that once but um the one season only the it got me thinking back to um another fixture we played on the, the same round uh, in 2019 also against the claret and blue but in this case the claret and blue of aston villa so in 2019 liverpool's first team was away at the world club cup which we and, won which we won and bobby and unfortunately, we had to play the under-21 team in the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup. And so uh, I wanted to talk, uh, you know, we did okay in that game. We'll talk about the result and we'll talk a little I bit about... I thought we got a darn good thrashing. Well, we'll talk about it later on. So we'll talk about um, what happened to those players and um, where they are now. All right, cool. Oh, also, after we've done that, I wanted to talk about the, the crop of this year's under-23, under-21, sorry, and see... Which of those prospects we think are going to um, progress the first team, so, if any? I love this. And this is something that I've been wanting to do for a little while. And unfortunately, with how busy the season is, we can't always dig deep into stuff like we see so much of the young players and you hear us kind of glance over them when we're doing our predictions for League Cup games and early rounds Europa and that kind of stuff. 
this gives us an opportunity to kind of give you, the listener, some insight into some of our younger players and what we think. Um, hey, so, don't hype it up too much. We haven't got that much insight. Uh, well, as much as we can do. I mean, <laughs> let's keep in mind, a lot of these guys are literal teenagers, so there's not a lot of information to give about In fact, them. I did cap it at 20. If they were over 20, we're not talking about them. Yeah, so Ooh, this that's is... Good. That's good. Yeah, it's a great idea. Great idea. I love that you took the reins on this, Neil. I really appreciate the work that you're doing here. But first... We're going to keep you on, I think. <laughs> it's only been a year and a half. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, think, we'll talk about it later. In the meantime, let's talk about the table. Man City sitting atop, but only by one point. And who is that perched underneath them ready to pounce? I believe that's our men in red. Yes, indeed. This yeah. is starting to look and feel very familiar. Yeah, I'm really happy. Look, we're in second. I would have taken that, um, particularly when we started the season with a makeshift slash no midfield. So really happy. But having said that, given how badly City have played, and, oh, sorry, given how bad the City results have been, they've you know failed to win three of their games. I just wish we were in ahead of them at this time because I do feel City, once they get back to full strength, will win out the rest of the season. And I would have liked a healthy lead by then. So I agree. I think I mentioned it on last week's episode that, you know, it's a shame that this is probably, and it's a testament to how good they've been. This is the worst form we've seen City in for the first part of this season, probably since Liverpool won the league. Um, The most disappointing part is when Liverpool won the league and City's form wasn't quite there, we pounced. And I don't think, I, I forget what the crazy stretch was, but Liverpool didn't lose a game for X amount of games. And we really ran away with the league during the COVID year. And no one is taking that step. And I wish it was Liverpool. I mean, I, we're probably closest, but the Arsenals, the Spurs, Spurs everyone seems to be going in the opposite direction right now, with the exception of maybe United. Um, Arsenal's kind of floating where they are. Um, they're really quietly quality. Can we team. talk about the top six just for a second here and one stat about them? Because it's um, echoing the point you're making. Absolutely. So City have lost three games. Liverpool, sorry. City have not won three games. Liverpool have not won four games. Arsenal have not won four games. Tottenham have not won four games. Villa have not won four games. United have not won five games. So all much of a muchness between um, those top six teams. So... Nobody, to your point, is running away with it. And all this was of them have the got, opportunity. Yes, all of them have got losses. All of them have got draws. There's only three points between fifth and first. Yeah, so... Oh, it's still... It's crazy. It's, crazy. it's really tight. And so it's going to be whoever can put a, a string of results together. It's nice to see. It really is nice <laughs> to see that it's not one team, again, running away with it. Even though yeah. I wish it was us. But getting that tight, by the way... Every episode. <laughs> but it's nice watching five teams battle it out and there's only three points between them. Yes, yeah. United probably will stick their nose in it, unfortunately, but All right. It's nice. It's nice to see. Did I I don't remember if I talked about this on the last episode, but I'm gonna I'm gonna echo it again today with United. United have lost in their last five games. They've lost to Newcastle, they've lost to City, they've lost to uh who was it? Copenhagen. Copenhagen. They beat Luton and they beat Sheffield, I want to say, was it? Sure. Or Bournemouth? Sure. So while I'm saying that the top six, any one of them could put a run together and get up there, 
you're saying that United have had their chance to put run together. They're going to come up against tough opposition. They're not going to do it. They're losing to the best teams, and they're barely beating the relegation favorites. So right now, yeah, they've put together four of the, their last five games, at least in our league. They've won, but I am not afraid of United right now. They, they're they still playing without a system. They're still playing with a manager that doesn't seem to have the support of the players, blah, blah, blah. Nothing has really changed other than they're just playing shitty teams that they're beating. Agreed. So Liverpool can catch City. For sure. Yeah. Can Arsenal catch City? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Can mm. they beat City? Maybe not. Can they catch City? Yeah. I agree. Those top three, I think, can all mix it up. Tottenham, I think their injuries have killed them. Yeah. And squad depth's going to kill them. So yeah. I, I don't think Tottenham's going anywhere. And Villa. called that too. Villa, the big surprise. So Villa is an interesting one. They're probably, to me, one of the most interesting teams in the top six right now because I wouldn't have expected them to be there. Is it though, like considering, like okay, they went for Gerrard straight away. He was successful in in um, Scotland, and they probably Certainly saw, wasn't successful at Villa. But that's what I'm saying. They probably saw something in him that he couldn't bring to the table, so they brought in a better manager, Umrah Emery. So they're putting money where it's needed. A proven winner. In Emery, too. Champions League regular. So, yeah. to your point. Failure at Arsenal. Failure Fa- at Arsenal. Maybe, the Premier League. Maybe it was too big for him. Because Premier League is a little different from wherever he came from. Wasn't it Sevilla or Sevilla? Sevilla, Sevilla. yeah, yeah it yeah. might have been. Um, yeah, it's certainly possible. But they've got a lot of talent that Gerard, as much as it pains me to say, just wasn't able to... To manage. He, he couldn't bring whatever they needed to the table. I just don't think he's a very good manager. And honestly, looking back on him as a player, he's not one of those guys I would have looked at and got, yeah, he's going to be a great manager someday. Well, that's how I think about Frank Lampard. Yeah. And Wayne Rooney. Yeah. And Eric Ten Hag. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of um, really great players that don't become great managers. And then there's Xavi Alonso, who's doing a fantastic job. Oh. And so, um, at Leverkusen. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so... There are some fantastic players who do become good managers. I think he just equaled <clears throat> Bayern's win record or something with Leverkusen. That There's some stack out there that he is hitting records. Oh, he's doing great. But man. most of your top managers don't come from being historically good players. I mean, Klopp was a woeful, s- mediocre second division German defender. You know, so Pep Pep was twice <clears throat> banned for. Uh, Sports betting. No, no um, um, drugs. Performance enhancing oh. drugs. Yeah, PEDs. Um, and really, even when he wasn't on PEDs, I don't think he was some kind of legendary player for Barca. He was a decent midfielder, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Not not someone that anyone was... But was that guy Arteta? Yeah, he, yeah was, he had a pretty good career. He was, he was a good a good footballer, but um, is he a good manager? He's a good, a good footballer, not great. Again, kind of like Pep. Company is the one where, you know, we're seeing him struggle with Burnley, but, I mean, he's a city legend. Yeah, another great player, great maybe player. not so good manager. Exactly, we'll yeah, to your point. Um, so, yeah, we, we will see where it comes to Villa, but very Shosker, impressed with them. Giggs. Sorry, the list goes on. Sorry, I just thought of loads of United. Oh, there's tons of stuff ahead. <laughs> um, so, Newcastle, we talked about a little bit on the last episode. They're dealing with a load of injuries. We're seeing the same thing from Tottenham. Uh, Brighton, I don't Tottenham, know. What's going uh, on Tottenham there. haven't got an excuse of Champions League football. Newcastle do. Someone shot Champions their League bird. Of, of, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Newcastle have the injuries and they've got a busy schedule. They're, yeah. they're, they're going to struggle. I, I've said, I've maintained through every episode so far that they'll be up there by the end of the season. 
I'm starting to question that now. Yeah, but injuries are a different story. It's, it's still, not the it, talent keeping it, them it's out. It's still... It's part of the game. And I should have factored all of that in. And so, so yeah, I think I don't think Newcastle's going to get up there. Ooh. Maybe not this season. I mean, obviously, they're not going anywhere. They have the money. They have the resources. And Eddie Howe's a good manager. They've already got a wealth of talent in that team. So it's just they're having one of those seasons. We saw it from Liverpool in uh, 21-22. And last year, really. Um it, they're just they're going to need to build their depth. Depth is what wins championships, not talent. Um, it's a it's a big combination of the two. Um, City, we've we've seen and talked about that countless times on this show. It's their squad depth. When you can put out a starting eleven three times over that are yeah. going to mm-hmm. win games, that's where you win the championships. And Liverpool but even, have that even this they're year. a little thin this year. Do you they think? Are? Do you yeah. think he has like a board and he just throws darts? Used to once upon so a time. <laughs> yeah. No, we, I, and I know I mentioned this, uh, we're not seeing as much pep roulette this year. Um, and it might be showing on the pitch. I don't know. It's still early, early to say that about City. No one's writing them off, so don't get us wrong here. But uh, Should we talk about the next six? So, like, yeah. Brighton yeah. through, say, Everton? Yeah, let's do that. So that's the comfortable mid-table teams there. Um, I don't know that I see a lot of change coming from these teams. Um, they're kind of just going to shift around each other unless Chelsea and Brentford make a run. I think Chelsea will make a run. I think Chelsea, I keep saying it, I still think Chelsea are going to come up. I think Poch is is getting there. It's taking longer than he wants and um, longer than I thought it would, but um, he's sorting it out. And he may have some more strengthening in January. And <laughs> They're so, going to go buy more players? I think this time they may. I think Poch may actually advise where he needs players as opposed to having to make do with whatever bully decides to throw darts at to complete <laughs> yeah those are your dart throwing yeah so. well put uh west ham that's an interesting team i don't think that they're europe is hurting them i just don't know they're such a weird team because they've got some really talented players they've got a bad run oh, of here results he goes, but james ward prowse <laughs> I mean, I was going to say Jared Bowen more than anyone. Yeah. I mean, he's better than that team. So is James Ward. L- Liverpool in January, replacing Salah. We're not replacing Salah. 300 million. L- Liverpool. Your price keeps going up. I know. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's because of the, all the point, assists and goals he's getting. He's arguably the best player. Then why don't we keep him until right the summer now? and cash in with a Premier League trophy? Why, on why his would name? we sell him now? <laughs> just just, just move on. I was just. I was just uh, what about Wolves? Tell me about Wolves. Well, they've got a lot better results than I thought they would. I've been saying it. I know. They um, ate a nice bird at the weekend. They did eat a nice bird. The wolf ate a cockerel. And so, so, yeah, I'm just surprised that they're, that, well, I'm surprised they're doing as well as they are without Neto. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a couple more weeks of fixtures will, will really show us that because obviously Tottenham is struggling so much. So as big of an upset as it was that Wolves won, you're also facing a Tottenham that's at you know 60% at best. So I don't know. But I still think Wolves are, are better than their f- the first part of the season would say. Karma. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well done, Nick, by the way. What? You're, you're a um, restraint. Yeah, you, you haven't mentioned um, the loss we we we, we got. We to haven't talk. lost yet. So that's oh, the thing. Sorry, I trigger triggered him. I mean, we oh haven't gosh. lost. Yet. I know sorry. that's like giving. Even yeah. statistics are wrong sometimes. It's An addict, whatever they want. <laughs> I know, <laughs> and he wants that argument. Yeah, he does. I do. I do. It's my it's my new anti drug. 
Um, so any of the comments here? Um, uh, Brentford, you know, I know we just beat the pants off them, but I think they're still a good team. I don't think they're much better than 11th. Most of their underlying numbers say that they fit somewhere between 9th and 11th. So that's probably where they'll finish the season. Everton are not going down. Everton are not no. going down, no. Uh, I mean, we've pretty much been saying that all season. Yeah, well, actually, but again, I think after seeing them this past couple of games, yeah, they're, playing. they're when, looking a little different. They're looking like they could I need take to some results where they look, need to. When is the likely points deduction going to come out? I oh, don't talk about inconsistency, know. but that negative 12 could still really I'll hurt I'll text them. Sean Dyche. <laughs> he probably knows. It, that might not hurt them that bad, considering they're 14 minus 12. 12. Two, they win a few games because Luton, Sheffield, and Burnley probably yeah, won't. I know they can still. So they yeah, can still, still do escape. this, even with the points deduction. The cockroaches stay under the woodwork. So yeah. So should we go to the bottom They're of the sticky table? Sticky like toffee. Yeah, let's go to the bottom of the table. Um, the three promoted clubs are in the bottom three positions: Luton, yeah. Sheffield, and Burnley. With Bournemouth and Fulham and Forest, who were promoted last year, not too far behind them. Yep, and it looks like Neil is correct again. So far, today. yeah. Three point gap between Luton and Bournemouth in seventeenth. So the the gap of the bottom three is beginning to start widening, and uh, this is where. Some of these chairmen were going to need to make that difficult decision of can they make that managerial switch and um, how long do they wait to Is get that the why boost? you're saying international break because the Christmas period you need to have a good manager in place a lot of lot of games. Some people may do it now. They may use the international break to find that manager if they think they can get out. But yeah, if if this goes beyond Christmas, the mountain may be too um, big for these clubs to to climb. If they intend to climb it, I don't think Luton do. Luton so, totally intend to go down. I hope not because I think of those bottom four teams, Luton are the one that I'd like to stay up the most. I really, really liked the way. Thanks they... for jumping on my ship. <laughs> well, I finally watched them play football, <laughs> and uh, I really, I, I like them. They're a real scrappy team. But I don't think they're intending to stay in the Premier League. No, and they're they... intending to build to come up again next year. This is a this is a plan that Luton have got. This is a, year, a season too early for them. They take it as a take the money and learning curve yeah learning curve see what they need i think uh follow the brentford system yeah they did it the right way yep and they didn't actually bounce down they though. didn't have to yo-yo no so. they 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 were ready but like you just said they're a yeah. season too early i think you're 100 percent right brentford lost the playoff final mm-hmm. the year before they came up so yeah if that had been luton we might have seen a similar situation they do have a lot of talent in that team which is good. They're just not ready. I mean, the, the downside is that if and when they go down, then anybody who has succeeded in the Premier League, then they can get cherry-picked off by teams who say, oh, we know this person's Premier League proven. So, yeah, so yeah, there's, there's, there's some downside to it, too. Do we think Forrest and Fulham are pretty comfortably safe from the bottom three? I mean, they're not that far off. If but Bournemouth can a couple more wins, maybe a few more draws, get through Christmas, they could. Okay. I I still think anything through from 12th, Wolves in 12th, down to Burnley in 20th. So Wolves, Palace, Everton, Forest, Fulham, Bournemouth, Luton, Sheffield, and Burnley, all still a plane to avoid relegation. They can they are capable of being relegated. Is it likely? Probably not with the way Luton, Sheffield, and Burnley have been playing. It's really hard to see anyone. I'm still sticking to my beginning the prediction that it's those three are going down. Yeah. I, I hope Luton can leapfrog Bournemouth. Because Bournemouth don't really play exciting. I don't watch Bournemouth and like, I don't know. There's just nothing about Bournemouth football that, that really 
Your face does it all, man. Yeah, exactly. If we were on video, you'd see that I'm. It's kind of like I smelled something bad. It's like you stood in something Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Oh, gross. Um. So yeah, that's kind of the bottom of the table, and I don't. Yeah, I don't see it changing. I, I'm. I'm kind of with you, Neil. I. I hate to say it, but those are the teams that are looking rough. And Everton staying up. Yeah. Um, all right, as we usually close this segment, your biggest surprises. Tom, why don't you, you uh, take it away first? What's your biggest surprise at the table through 12 games? Ooh, um, biggest surprise, obviously the big ones are United and Chelsea being where they are. Um, seeing Tottenham at the top for quite a number of weeks was also quite surprising, but not surprising is the stone they have attached themselves to. <laughs> right. What about you, Neil? Birmingham. Birmingham. Beautiful yeah. city where Ozzy Osbourne's from. <laughs> and Tony Iommi, greatest guitarist ever. There's a couple of teams wow. on here from the Birmingham area. They're my biggest surprise. Metal guitarist. Aston Villa, relatively near Birmingham. Okay. West Brom. Well, they're not here. I know. Wolves. Wolverhampton is rel- relatively near Birmingham as well. So those two teams um, both surprise me. Uh, Wolves are better than relegation fodder. And Villa... Are better than mid-table, so equally surprised about both of them. Fair, fair. I don't really even know who I would pick as my biggest I mean, surprise. Chelsea, but I'm not surprised by that. Okay. Uh, that With the that money they spent, yeah, I, that's the reason why I'm not surprised. They just spent too much money on all the wrong things, and now they're kind of handcuffed to it. They did a Nottingham Forest. Yeah, but Nottingham Forest brought in a ton of young players. There's no superstars that you got to deal with the you know no no i get what you're saying i'm just referencing what they did is similar to what they did and frankly until pochettino came in i think uh our our man uh sloth at nottingham forest is a better manager than some of the other picks leave steve Um, cooper alone you love him i do he's the face of the premier league i hope so i hope so and on that note let's take a break Welcome back, listener. Now we're going to do a segment that, you know what? I'm just going to let Neil take it away. So we're doing Where Are They Now from 2019, was it? Yeah, so 2019 Carabao Cup. So um, let's set the scene a little bit. Liverpool's first team and um, all of their reserves are all uh, sunning themselves in Qatar or somewhere in the with a lot of shaky old money. Um, <clears throat> and um, so the... Um, the under-21s, under the um, managerial prowess of Critchley, are, um, are going to take on Aston Villa in the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup. So, the, just to clarify here, for those that weren't watching back then, we've got the Club World Cup, which happens every four years, is it? No, it's, no, no, it's every year. It's going to change soon. But why do you get into the, car, uh, the Club World Cup? You have to win. The Champions you have to League. win the Champions League. So, oh, we okay. had just won the Champions League. Right. Right, corner taken quickly. You you technically we'll get to that in a minute. You technically mm-hmm. don't have to win your conferences, um, Champions League. It's by invite, but they always invite oh. the winner of the of the Champions League. Not yeah, the Champions League and the Concacaf Champions League and so on. Asia Champions but, um, League. If the winner declines to take part, then it goes to a different invite. So there have been other teams. Thank you for that, that clarification. Taken, I did not know that. It's a weird tournament. But anyway. All of our first team and the and the 
reserves are because it's a squad needed for that tournament because it's three games, four games. <clears throat> so they're all away. So the under twenty ones under Neil Critchley uh, are playing against Aston Villa in the quarterfinals. Now nobody expected much of Liverpool's youngsters in this, and it was a no win situation for Villa. You know, if they won handedly, then they beat a bunch of kids. If they lost, then they got whooped by a bunch of kids. kids. So there was a no win situation. So end of the day, Liverpool lost this match five zero. Um, that was that ass whooping I was talking about. Earlier. It was the ass whooping you talked about earlier, but it actually the scoreline really did flatter Villa. Uh, the the young Reds played very very well, very impressive start. Could have easily have been two 0 up, um, but excellent goalkeeping. Uh, we're going to get through the players in a minute, but um, one particular player who we're going to talk about later was very impressive, and uh, we'll talk about him shortly. Yeah, he might be familiar to. Yeah, some he will. The average age of this squad was nineteen and a half. And it's the youngest lineup in Liverpool's history. Wow. So crazy. And they were playing against Villa, as I mentioned, and none of the players who started this game were alive the last time Villa won a trophy in 1996. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a pretty rough That's, stat. So wow. um, Harvey Elliott is on this list. And he was so young in this game, he was 15, that he wasn't under, because of child protection laws, he wasn't allowed to get changed in the adult dressing room. So he had to change apart from his teammates. Crazy. It's so so wow. bizarre to me. I think about being in high school and changing in gym class. And there were 18-year-olds in there when we were freshmen. Yeah, there was men in the ladies' locker rooms in Whoa. high school. I know. Okay, a little different. Weird. <laughs> anyway. Wow. I went to a different school in a different time. <laughs> Apparently. It's called jail. <laughs> it felt like that. <laughs> Moving on. So this is Neil Critchley not in the dressing room after the game. I thought we were magnificent. <laughs> we were fantastic from the start. We had a couple of chances from the first whistle. We were really unfortunate to concede and then find ourselves 2-0 down. It was an incredible night and no one wanted it to end. The support we had was unbelievable. So kudos I there to the crowd. I can think of 11 people that wanted it to end, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, they said they didn't, actually. they um, it was you know This was a real opportunity for these kids and um, some of them, we'll get to in a second, never had an opportunity like this again. Hmm. So... Also, shout out um, was given to John Terry for coming into the dressing room after the game and addressing all of these kids and um, wishing them all the best. That was a nice touch by Villa. So, um, you know, yes, we lost 5-0. This is a trophy we've actually won more than anybody else. Um, but our attitudes have been mixed over the years. So in the 60s, Liverpool refused to play in the trophy. In the 70s, Liverpool fans always called it the Mickey Mouse Cup. In the 80s... Or the Caribou Boo Cup. <laughs> the 80s, we won it four times on the in a row as the Milk Cup. And the 90s... The only winners of the Milk Cup. Indeed. And in the 90s, we, um, we treated it as a warm whenever we wanted to. So, so, yeah. So, that said... I think this is still the trophy, it should be said, that uh, t- is taken the least serious. Yeah. Oh. I just think it's a great place to blood your kids, and so um yeah, so yeah the um so now we'll get on to the uh, the 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 fourteen players who played in that game. So the first one should be uh, familiar with most of us, Quevan Kelleher. So mm, yeah, didn't he, go to that pronunciation. I thank you very much. And, it's uh, more of an Ian at the end. Of, oh fuck, uh, Quevan Pogmahone. <laughs> um, at least so you're learning some Irish. <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah. Kelleher now uh, currently aged twenty four, 
So this was 2019. So um, yeah, 20 years old when he was uh, played this game. And um, anything you want to say on uh, Kelleher and what what he's done since then? Wait, oh, wow. He's won an FA Cup. He's won a League Cup. Yeah. He's been part of a Premier League winning side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Champions League winning side. Scored the penalty um, to win beat, to win the Carabao yeah. Cup against Chelsea. That's the 11-10 true. penalty shootout. That's true. Who, who scored Which means the one? he saved the one previous? Speaking of saves Or did there. he go miss? Either way. Oh. Um, he saved... Oh, six penalties. Yeah. He's a... I will say this Four shootouts. I, I Isn't that a record of some sort? It is. It's a crazy amount of penalty. Yeah, he's been in four penalty shootouts and saved six penalties. So the, the the thing about Kelleher that I I always like because we we had back to back penalty shootouts for the Carabao League Cup and the FA Cup yes. uh, mm-hmm. two years ago, and I will say this about Kelleher: Allison's the best keeper in the world. He's not a great penalty keeper. He really isn't. We saw that in the World Cup last year with Brazil and Kelleher. Maybe it's just because he's been exposed to it so much. Is a pretty good penalty keeper, all things considered. So when he's usually in goal and, and, and we're facing penalties, I, I guess I feel a little bit better than when Becker is. Yeah, I agree. Um, the one big stat about Kelleher, uh, out of all of these players from 2019, he could arguably seen as the most successful. And I'll, we'll get to the other guy in a minute, Harvey Elliott. We mentioned him already. But you no, would, no, I would, I would agree with that. Well, one of the stats that, um, that, I, that to back up why Kelleher is most most has the most achievements. He's captain Liverpool first team. Has he really? Indeed he did. In the last Carabao Cup game, Jones was the captain of the team and went off yeah. with 12 minutes to go. And Kelleher got the armband. So he actually captained the senior team. And so, so yeah. How about Wait, that when one? was that? In the last no. round of the Carabao Cup. The one we just won? Yep. Yeah. No, the, the game we just won to get to this, yeah. Jones oh. went. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. I, somehow I missed that. Yeah. yeah, that is cool. Good for him. So Keller has also played 10 times for his country, Republic mm-hmm. of Ireland. And um, he has a bit of a sporting family. He's not the number one keeper, though. That's the one thing I have an issue with. I think he needs more time on the international stage. Um, and we have pretty good keepers coming up right now. Um, I can't remember his name, but we're yep. going to uh, see a lot of competition in that area, I think, for Ireland. Um yeah, we're yeah, going to talk about Harvey Davis at the moment is a good keeper. We've got a Polish guy, Yaros, who's pretty good. There's there's two or three decent keepers. Oh, I was talking about the Ireland Oh, squad. the Ireland one. Yeah, oh, sorry. sorry, I was talking about Liverpool. But, but yes, Liverpool too. But um, Yeah, um, their family is like sport crazy, I think. Uh, Hurling obviously goes through Ireland. Everyone gets to play it. But doesn't his brother play for Colchester? Yep, brother plays for Colchester, and um, and three other brothers all playing for hurling. So, uh, I spent so. a lot of time in Colchester. <laughs> Wrong, Col- Colchester. Colchester oh. Molester. Oh. oh my! That's what we used to call a friend of mine. Oh God! He was actually from. Thought you were referring to Nick Lynn for a second. <laughs> so, no, I don't think he's that's not my from Colchester. <laughs> so let's, not, let's, let's, let's move let, on. Let's move on. <laughs> Kelleher, very accomplished player. You, we don't really spend a lot of time getting to know these guys, so it's nice to, to put a little spotlight on a guy who's been around the team for a very long time. So uh, one of our defenders for the, for this game was a Kiana Hoover. And, uh, Who? The. Right. <laughs> so, it's a vacuum cleaner in America. <laughs> yes, Kiana Hoover. The um, Where is he now? So he is currently 
on the books of Wolverhampton Wanderers, who we sold him for. Anybody remember um, why, why we gave him? He oh. wears the number 20. Indeed. He'll lead us to victory <laughs> with a beautiful strike. Mm-hmm. Oh, like uh, he had last weekend. Exactly. So, who was it? Jota for 56 J- mil. Jota for 56 million. His but name we didn't. Tiago pa- something, something, <laughs> yeah. something, something. Yeah, we didn't. Um, we didn't. Um, we didn't. Oh, we're going to have an attempt at that name, Aaron? Yeah, we are. I'm going to try on. it. Tiago Jose Teixeira da Silva. Yeah. Tiago Jota to you. Tiago Jota. Yes, so. sir. So, yeah. Um, we didn't pay the full 56 million because we gave Keanu Hoover so, mm-hmm. uh, to, as a make weight. So he played 20 times for Wolves, but then he's been out on loan since then. And um, currently he's still on Wolves books, but he's um, playing on loan at Stoke City right now. So uh, other than that, um, the best said about Keanu Hoover is that we got Jota for him. So uh, that's where he is now. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. We appreciate your service. Next on the list. uh, He seems to be making Wolves a lot of money too with how much they've been loaning (laughs) him out. Oh, he's not costing them a lot of money. Well, yeah. Well, if you're playing for the... PSV second string team, you're not you're not doing great. But they're covering his wages probably. Yeah, probably. So the next on the list, Seb Brandenburg, still on Liverpool's list today. Little bit of a familiar name. We've seen him pop up yeah. in international friendlies and preseason games. He looks like one stuff. of the Weasley brothers he from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Those are the redheaded kids. Nerd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, he's someone that I again, I know we've talked about him in in uh pre-season yep. episodes and stuff but i know he suffered some kind of really nasty ankle injury uh was it this last season the season before that yeah last like season that? late last season yeah um so we haven't seen much of him uh and apparently according to your table here he's on Klopp's old alma mater mines yes That's he is he's he's, a, he's on loan there at the moment um only made one appearance this year but um I don't think we'll see him for Liverpool first team. I think he's a he's one that is going to uh, going to disappear. Are Mines in the first division of the Bundesliga? Or are they down? Well, it doesn't matter because it looks like he's playing for Mainz at two. Oh, yeah. Okay, which is not even in the Bundesliga. Okay, all right. Well, never mind. His brother does play Championship football. Is it hold Championship on. from Middlesbrough? I was yeah. going to say the Valley, North Charlton. Hold on, I can get the Riverside. Riverside, yeah. So his brother is uh, is there. So. I could easily see Seb ending up somewhere like that, you know. Yeah. Seems like he's already there. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the valley. <laughs> so if you, I, think I like seeing him once or twice a year when he comes out, and I'm like, "All oh, right, that guy," <laughs> and then I forget about him. If you think he's going nowhere, well, wait till we get to some of these other players. So oh also playing that day, now age 22. Was Again, let's just clarify: these were all the guys that were playing in 2019 Carabao Cup Exactly, crazy. Just four years, four ago. years ago. Yeah, okay. so. So I'll go quickly through these next four. Morgan Boys. Never heard, never of, heard him. of him. Um, he's now at Inverness Caledonian Thistles. We'll talk about them in a minute. Tony Gallagher. Um, <laughs> Did you get all that, listener? <laughs> he's at Inverness Caledonian Thistles. Okay. Uh, next guy, Tony Gallagher um, at St. Johnston, another Scottish team. Did play briefly in the MLS, where Messi captains now. Well, there you go. <laughs> but... It- um. It's actually an interesting stat about Tony Gallagher playing for Toronto. He never actually played at home in his 10 appearances. He joined during COVID, and then because oh. Toronto had to play all their games on the road, in while he Buffalo. played 10 appearances, he never actually appeared in Toronto while visiting oh, Canada. That's, that's funny. <laughs> that is a weird stat. 
Got a paycheck from Toronto, but never never went there. Stepped foot never in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Probably never go to Canada. That's yeah. a shame. It's a really great city. Kind of crazy. So uh, next on the list is uh, Louis Longstaff, who's also a Caledonian Thistle. So all the players I've just mentioned there, Morgan Boyce and um, Tony Gallagher and Louis Longstaff, uh, all playing Scottish football. Bad Scottish football. Is that one of the Longstaffs from Longstaff Newcastle? No regions? relations. Oh. Yeah, I did a re- little bit of research on that. but uh, Probably. Because I know that name. other... I new was trying to find something interesting to say about him, and that wasn't it. Yeah, because <laughs> I know there's two Longstaffs that came out of Newcastle. One stayed and one yep, was no, shit. No, no relation. <laughs> Even though he actually, I think he came from Darlington, which is uh, the area near where they came from. But oh, yeah, no relation. See. So I did look into that. Wow, Looks you like were a into the family tree players. by the sound of it. <laughs> It looks to me like a couple of other players have played in Scottish football, even if they're not there right now. Yeah, well. we've got Jack Byrne, who we're going to get to as well. He is also in Scotland for Greenock Morton. He came on as a sub. Um, we have Leighton Clarkson, who hasn't done anything special, but made the first team a couple of times for Liverpool, but he's also in Scottish football. So a lot of these guys who uh, didn't make it ended up in Scotland. And uh, We've got Herbie Kane, not to be confused with Harold Kane of... Uh, England fame. Yep. Hall. So I just wanted to finish my thought on Scottish football. So the only thing I can say about all of these players in Inverness, Caledonian Thistle is it just reminds me of the uh, best headline that I've ever seen in the sports paper, which was, I think it was in the 70s when Celtic were dominating Europe and they got beaten by Inverness, Caledonian Thistle. And the Headline in the newspaper was Super Cali Go Ballistic Celtic Aratrocious, <laughs> which what has now? got to be the best Julie Andrews line ever. That is, that is incredible. Super Cali Sat Fragilistic Expialidocious. All right there, Mary Robbins. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I got the reference. I don't oh, think we're allowed to do it because of the uh, <laughs> the one with the ears. The mouse is going to come out somewhere and beat us up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trademark. Right. <laughs> we already said his name with the cup. Caribou Boo Mickey Mouse Cup. Yes. So, um, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> two players who have done pretty well. So, Pedro Chiavella, um, he captained the team that day. And um, he never really made his breakthrough into Liverpool first team, but he is currently captain of Nantes in the French League. So, um, 26 now. And um, he's had a, a an uh, okay career. All right, career. Isn't, is not in European football this year? Were they in Europa or they're not in Champions League? But no, I have seen their name somewhere. Yeah, conference maybe. They're not. Uh, who knows? They're, they're, they're definitely somewhere. I mean, that's that's a pretty good shout for him. I don't follow Farmers League. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we are this year. Anyway, so now three players left to talk about who asked the law at Liverpool. So Thomas Hill, he's twenty-one now. He's still at Liverpool. He's playing for the under 21s national team, um, but um. Other than that, I don't know much about him. And we have James Norris, who is currently only 20. So uh, he was another one that was a 16-year-old back then. And um, he's currently alone in Tranmere. Um, Which brings me to... So there's a lot of loan outs. Tranmere is actually one of our feeder clubs. It's because it's like right around the corner from Liverpool. Um, and we've had a fair few through the years of different ones in Irish uh, football, French football, obviously German football with Klopp. Um, but feeders and affiliates, that's how we, A, make money on low knees, and B, 
see what kind of quality we do have in our youth and and this is where the trickle down football should happen when money is in the top clubs and you're loaning players to the championship or lower or whatever else that's how the money works yeah and we can talk about some of those in a second because we're going to talk about the under 23s of today but um the the standout player i called kelleher before but the standout player for this group wasn't loaned out came through the ranks made it to the first team harvey elliott yeah, Harvey, you know, Tom and I have had Came to eat a, little, a lot of uh, humble pie yeah. this year because we were really... And you know what? In our defense, we've been down on Harvey for the last year or so because we've seen him a lot more and he was still progressing. There were times when Harvey probably wasn't the best selection for key matches, but he has proven himself to be a really, really solid quality player. He's doing kind of the same thing Jones does, where he's a great aggressive link-up player, yeah. and uh, he's just he's he's doing fantastic now. And to think that four years ago he was fifteen years old, yeah, I can't. That explains why every single time I hear his age, like he just got his driver's license. It was all over social media, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what do you mean he just got his driver's license? <laughs> He's a little late because you can get it at, tw- at 17 and he's now sure. 20, but he's been busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He probably hasn't needed a driver's license. It's just so crazy to me. I'm always like, how is Harvey? He's been around forever and it really has been. I mean, mm-hmm. since he was 15, he's been playing like televised football, which is crazy. And to see that he, I say finally is finding his footing in the team and is playing at a phenomenal level. It's like, no, it's not finally. He's worked very hard for a very long time to become a first-team selection and on I think a regular it's, basis. it's clicked with him on how he should play. And yeah. it's starting to show. Like, he's starting to do better balls into the box. He's starting to get around players a little easier. I well, think he's, he's passing instead of trying to take guys on. Well, when he is taking a person on, he knows he can beat them. <laughs> That's the difference. There's only three of those players in the Premier League right now. <laughs> and two One of them's the- Harry Maguire. <laughs> yes! There it is. Anyway. So so we talked about the game in 2019. Um, and then I took a look at the under-23 squad today. Mm-hmm. And um, I was looking to try and find who's the next Kelleher, who's the next Elliot. Those are the two guys from 2019 who made our first team. Can I say something before uh, you get into this? Because this is really interesting. I just want to make sure that um, some of our listeners understand that uh, you're probably used to american sports which is major league club that has minor league clubs that that kind of that is what allows the players to develop so you'll hear about some guy coming up from the g league in nba or triple a in baseball whatever 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 or college in football and basketball generally in england it's done a little bit differently and you guys can kind of fill in the, the the gaps as you see fit here um Players that eventually make the first team, if they're homegrown, don't come up through a minor league system necessarily. They come up through the academy. So this is something, how early do they come in? Five years old. Right. So Steven Gerrard's famously, he was like seven or something like that. Um, So there's a couple of rules for homegrown players. So you have to have eight homegrown players, and I believe either three or five, they've changed the rule lately, have to be uh, playing at the club for X amount of years, three years or five years. Uh, those numbers don't get mixed up. And that's how they qualify as homegrown academy and homegrown separately. Right. 
Uh, under 21 players can play, obviously, without. Uh, but their homegrown does count to the homegrown if they are officially put down as a squad player. Right. So, But they uh, do take up a place, even though they wouldn't need to if they were under 21. Right. So um, we've got this squad of under 23s. A lot of them have been at the club for five years old, eight years old, ten years old. Usually what happens is when you get to your 16th birthday is normally when you're either released or given a contract. Uh, it can happen earlier if you're super talented, Harvey Elliott. And some players, quite frankly, are paid off just to leave at maybe 12 if they're just not cutting at that time. But all your education is at Liverpool if you're on the Liverpool Academy. You go to school at Liverpool. You... It's high school, it's, it's, it's middle yeah, school. Exactly, it's it is primary. your school. It's an academy. Yeah. It's it's your school. It's and from what I understand, it's actually a lot of people, when I explain this to, to friends and stuff, they go, oh yeah, I'm sure they're getting it. It's actually a good education that they get yeah. from mm-hmm. everything I understand. It's, it's not like a like, private school. Right, yeah. it's, it's not like here when you get guys that basically fail their way through high school just because they're great athletes or something. They get a quality education, mm-hmm. probably Absolutely. better than great public school athletes do. That's because being honest. that's because football in a blink of an eye, you can be out of a job. Right. Right. And most, England makes sure they take care of those kids. We're looking at the Holland. Academy. Most of these most of these um, players are also getting paid at like on the sixteenth birthday, even if they don't make it, it's like a scholarship that will give you fifty grand. Um, if even if you don't make make it, it's like a parting gift to um, so there's often payouts of a of, of players. They can't pay the kids. Right. And but they can make deals with their parents to pay them money. Um, and entice them to come to the club. It's just so, a more fair system than what we've seen like NCAA and that kind of stuff. There's a lot of rules. They try and make it fair, and they try and treat the people uh, appropriately. Having said that, and Liverpool's a good club, but having said that, in 2017, Liverpool were banned from signing players from other academies because Ooh. they uh, were found to have uh, what's called tapped up an 11-year-old from Stoke. That sounds a lot worse it than it is. sounds a lot worse yeah. than it is. Yeah. So um, they agreed to pay his private education fees and um, and then... Uh, Offer him candy? And uh, and then he... Uh, he <laughs> they didn't. And so, He's uh, 11. So yeah, they were, they were banned for two years from 2017 to 2019. So it's not always quite what we want it to be, but in theory and in yeah. most practice, it's, it's very, very fair. Um, the other thing I want to touch on, because we've been saying it a lot, and we're going to be saying it a lot here before we get into the second half of the segment, is loaning. Let's be clear on what loaning and selling a player is. So in American sports, you have a contract. When your contract is up, you can pick whatever team you go to. That's exactly the same. The difference is you don't trade a player for a player like you do in American sports if a player wants to leave before his contract is up or a team wants to send a player somewhere else in favor for them. So what happens with a lot of these young guys is there's just only so much football that can be played. And again, fill in the gaps here for me, guys, if I get stumbled up here. Um, There's only so much football. So there's only so much development these guys can do. So there could be kids that are either on the fringe of getting in their first team, depending on their age level or something, or even just getting into the academy Sometimes it's more beneficial for the player to get more playing time by being loaned out somewhere. So another team that has a need for that player will pay a certain amount of money to bring that player in and let him play for X amount of agreed upon time. And then that way everyone kind of wins. The kid still gets, but the team retains his rights 
long term. So it's just a one season loan. You go play there, then you come back here. And if we have a spot for you, you can stay or you can be loaned out. So a few things. It can be a lot less than um, a full season. It can be half seasons. So that, that's one thing. The other major thing about this is you know, there's under 15s, there's under 12 footballers, under 15 footballers, under 17s, there's under 19s, under 20s, under 21s, under 23. That's all great. But if you're want to, if you want to make it and play against adults, then some of these kids need to get experience playing against adults at the right time. So often these loans are, instead of playing under 21s against kids who may be smaller than you because maybe you've developed faster, you need to be playing against adults, and you need to be playing adults against a good standard. Plus, you don't want to get injured. So they get traded to for a fee, or sometimes Liverpool will pay a fee to a, a club to take a player on loan to aid their development. Um, on that, yes. Uh, other things that can happen are, like if you're a manager, let's say Klopp uh, loans out, Elliot and he wants him to play in a certain position they can request that so that they work on that position um, also, and players have been recalled from loan because the I was clubs just getting to that haven't kept the terms so yeah they have oh. to keep the terms so if you go hey we want this player to come in they classify them as important crucial uh, squad player you know substitute impact subs Football whatever manager. else but these are what they're called yeah. this is on their contract you know these are right on the terms. So if you're coming in as an impact sub, that's what they're going to do f with you. If you're coming on as an important player or you are an important player, you're starting every game. Right. And there's some players who've been expected to, they've been loaned to say Kilmarnock and they've been expected to play every game and then Kilmarnock doesn't play them. So Liverpool will say, hey, look, we're not just giving you a play to sit on the bench. You could do that here. So right. we'll bring him back. Thanks very much. It's a, it's a cool system. It's very different from the American system. And I kind of wish we had a different grounding in american sports like you can this. also loan a player to buy a player so let's let's say coutinho right um aston villa wanted him blah they couldn't afford him but they loan him can pay x amount in wages and then they know there's money coming to him and go in the contract we said we'll buy him for 52 million and boom they can do that it's stuff like that where loaning can offer clubs uh, a way to buy a player down the line and even like take on a player for development or even just to better their team like Fatty for Brighton. Mm. He also no option to buy. Yeah, but he is going to be a great player in Barcelona. Right? When he goes back, he's going to have stronger game. He's going to feel better in himself and he's going to fight for a place on that team. It's, yeah. a, it's a very interesting <clears throat> system that I just wanted to make sure we yeah. clarified yeah. before we moved on because we're throwing a lot of terms around here and if it's not clear... Sorry, I'm gonna nerd out. Just didn't want to. No, me too. That's exactly why I was like, "All right, hold on. Let's just let's just establish the rules here." So, Neil, please take us through the current under the very last thing oh. before I take you through the the players, and I, I will move straight into that. Is there's a sign hanging in our academy, and the sign is tabs, and I think it really speaks about Liverpool's development of players. So, tabs stands for technique, attitude, balance, and speed. These are all the qualities the club's looking for. And so, without further ado, let's talk about the first player that embodies that tabs. Harvey Davis, goalkeeper, um, currently on loan at Crewe. Uh, playing every game for Crewe this year. And um, recently saved a penalty, helping Crewe get round the, get th through to the second round of the EFL Cup. So, uh, 
Harvey Davis, I do think, is one for the future as goalkeeper. Whether his future will be at uh, Liverpool, it's a t- it's a tough long road for goalkeepers. I mean, goalkeepers don't get to their prime until their thirties, and you know, Not is he going to hang around for ten years? Which um, means Buffon, and then it lasts all the way from your yeah, <laughs> days until fifty. Well, for yeah. keepers, it's that much harder too. It's probably the highest pressure position on the pitch, short of maybe a number nine. But even then, I would still put it on the keeper. That's the last position I'd want to play. It's not like you can You're shift into a different role. Yeah, I, I don't have the build for it. Neil. Um, Neil would be a great keeper and was. I was. Yeah, I was. Yeah. You were? There were two of you? With, with keepers, <laughs> it's, it's not simple either because you can't just shift into another role that's similar to what you have on the pitch according to injury and that. You're either a keeper or... Oshiru may disagree with you after he made um, the save of the day oh, playing, sure. playing in France. And you can buy it from uh, France, playing in... Italy the day yeah, he, plays Milan. he played in goal Didn't and you can actually buy his goalkeeper shirt with Giroud written on the back it's a uh, Milan star is selling it that's so cool didn't Kelleher play up front before he became a goalkeeper he did yeah yeah, yeah he was a, a striker lot, yeah a lot of them yeah. Have. striker in League of Ireland yeah so Harvey Davis I think he's a great keeper um, certainly one for the future and speaking of one for the future do you want to take the next one Luke Chambers. This is a name we're getting quickly familiar with because he's played a lot in our uh, Europa and uh and League Cup fixtures. Uh, he's currently 19 years old. Um, we got a little bit of uh, statistics about him. Didn't he play in the Under-20s World Cup or something? Under-20s World Cup, yep. Uh, no, he didn't play in the Under-20s World Cup. He was meant to play in the Under-20s World Cup, but I mentioned them before. He decided to stay at Kilmarnock oh, yes. because they were going. They were facing relegation and he wanted to stick with his club and help him out. I think that shows an admirable spirit and a maybe tabs. Oh, indeed! Look at that second letter. So yeah, attitude. attitude. Yeah. No, I think uh, Luke Chambers looks like a really solid player right now. Obviously, it's hard to tell from an. Yeah. So has played for the first team in the Carabao Cup, as you mentioned. And okay, other than the little out of position for the goal to go in, I thought he had a great game or a a decent game for someone that's starting for his first time. Absolutely, absolutely shows a lot of promise right now. Um, so another player that's um, also same position, left back, um, and has also made his debut for the club. Left uh, back, and he also plays on the wing. Calm. I think they are going to probably more go for left back, but I've seen him yeah, that's on like the wing. Robertson. That's like saying Robertson plays on the wing. True. He's, he's perfect for a class. We're talking about Callum yeah. Scanlon here, um, yeah. who, again, we've seen a couple of times already this year, or just once against Toulouse. Toulouse, yeah, Toulouse, in, the, yeah. in the victory against Toulouse. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's uh, what is his age here? We've 18. got 18 years old, and he looks every bit of 18. He's For a left back, I mean, I know we play smaller defensive backs because of what their role is in Klopp's team, where they overlap and they charge up front, um, which we're getting away from a little bit now, but that's another conversation. Callum Scanlon looks really promising. He's got the pace. Size could potentially be an issue for a defensive back. I mean, even with the way we play, we've got Alexander-Arnold and, and Robertson who are, they're, yeah, they're small, but they're a different kind of small. Um, and Arnold's actually gotten bigger. But anyway, Callum Scanlon. Anything to add on Callum Scanlon? No. Not at all? No. So, yeah, uh, next guy, we've seen him quite a bit this year and uh, been a total revelation, um, Gerald Quanza. He's my favorite of the young match right now, I think. He's a big guy. I didn't think – I thought he was oh, bigger seven. than the, the, the one meter 90 that they listed. So he's about six foot th- – Six foot three. 
He's he's so. a big fella, yeah. At 20 years old, like he is showing great attitude for when he is stepping up to that center back role and he is showing a lot of promise going forward. I think Yeah, he's I think he's lot of, he's learned a lot under um Van Dyke, sorry, I'm stumbling over my players here. Van Dyke and Matip, obviously, just the way his same Gohan has. And but I, every time he comes on, I'm like, he's getting better, and I want to see him start a couple of more lower league games. Well, so far from Kwanzaa, we've we've seen that um, he stays composed. You know, he's definitely kind of a student of Van Dyke, or at least what we know Van Dyke to be. Um, he's got all of the things that Klopp loves. He can. He's got great line-breaking passing into the final third. That's, that's a very true. huge, huge yeah, thing. It looks more like Trent when he does that. Yeah, exactly. But he's got that calm. He's he's very smart. He doesn't make a lot of stupid decisions. I think we've seen more of him than any of the other guys yeah, we've agreed. seen here, other than, I guess, Kelleher, but he's not really in this conversation. And I think of all the players we've seen, unless we're including someone like Steph, yeah. Is he in... I didn't include him in the hair. No, I put him in... He's over 20, so I... Uh, okay, okay. Because so, yeah. he's he's the only other, like, young, young player that we've only seen a little bit here and there. I think Kwanzaa could easily be first team by the end of the season. Um, or at least a regular sub on mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in bigger he's games. He's going to be fighting it out with Kanate if Kanate can stay healthy. Well, that's a huge part. So we were all shouting... Or is he going to be shouting uh, against Matip? Well, both. Because yeah. Matip would be second string to Kanate. Yeah, I think Konza is going to be second string to Kanate. Or, I, I or Van Dyke. Well, Matip, Matip's probably not going to be staying for the, the after this season. If he stays healthy, he's playing really well. That's great. But Kwanzaa's just, uh, he's got everything that we're looking for. And he's only 20 years old. Mm. And he just seems to have kind of the way we've talked about Ryan Gravenberch here and there, where he's uh, he seems mature beyond his age where i think kwanzaa is only 20 or uh uh gravenberg is only 21 or something like really that, right? I, yeah i, I think know. he's really i could be wrong i I'm thought he was 23 but um but either even if he's 23 for a kid that young i mean to be he's able in to his show, early 20s let's just say that yeah yeah exactly and kwanzaa being as smart on the pitch as he is and as able to do some of the things that he does i mean he's he's a phenomenal talent and we kept saying we need a new center back we need a new center back we need depth there after we rebuilt the midfield but i think we've already got a couple of guys coming up that Mm -hmm. are looking really good he's number one with a bullet yeah so last year we had a different guy playing center back who was meant to be the new hope and uh that was billy cumetio and um he caught, caught out of position a little bit. It was a big guy, won me in 95, 6'5". Um, but yeah, got caught out of position. He's been sent on loan this year to Dunkirk. And um, he's actually the youngest player to ever feature for Liverpool in the Champions League is Billy Cometio. Oh, wow. But um, Oh, is that when he came up? Yeah. Against I I Benfica? Not, oh. Yeah, it might have been, actually. Napoli, maybe? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when our Arthur his only appearance for Liverpool. <laughs> so, so yeah. So Billy Cometio played last year. Um, this year, sent out to Dunkirk to develop. Didn't start off so well. He played fifty-eight minutes on his debut for Dunkirk before he got sent off. Well, oh no. So, so yeah. <laughs> At least he's like showing passion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a different kind of tabs. <laughs> so uh, next one. I don't know if you want to take this one, uh, Tom. So uh, the next guy is. Actually, this being called up for internationals by his country and is 
going to be playing this, maybe playing this week in the international break. So his name is Mabia. Mabaya, I think. Isaac Mabaya. 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 Okay, let's go with that. And he's playing for? Well, technically he played for England under-19s, but he's been called up for Zimbabwe. Indeed. Which means he probably has let go his affiliation to England. Now, I know that the if you play, then well, it's, a def, it's a... Well, go on. Explain this. Okay. And this, How I'm, does this work? Okay. How does this work? So, for every single person out there that thinks Evan Ferguson is going to move <laughs> to England, it's not going to happen. That man is green, white, and gold through and through. <laughs> right? Preach so, <laughs> So, players back in the day, especially a lot of Liverpool players, Ray Houghton, for one, Scottish, ended up playing for Ireland. Tony Cascarino, Italian, played for Ireland. He wasn't a Liverpool player, but either way. Um, a lot of players... Born in England, had Irish grandparents, played for Ireland. Now, with that, you have grandparents that are Zimbabwe or parents are Zimbabwe. You can go just like Isaac and play for your country or country of your family's origin, whatever. So if he steps out in that field this week. For Zimbabwe. For Zimbabwe, he cannot play for England again. Ever. Ever. Okay. Now. Actually not true. You can renationalize under a different country. Um, somebody played for for Brazil and I can't remember who it was, but somebody played for Brazil and Spain in the World Cup at different World Cups. They they qualified Brazil. They played for Brazil. Then they ended up playing for um, like sixteen years in Spain and mm-hmm. renationalized, and then they were eligible. I don't. So there that's are some interesting. Weird Tiago nuances. comes to mind because he was Brazilian and he plays for Spain. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, that yes, you can renationalize, but I'd never heard of playing after uh, you've uh, earned some caps though i so, will uh, i'll check it out and get yeah. back to you um so yeah that's how it works yeah it's i hope i explained that as best aside. i could no yeah yeah that explains it when you pick a country more often than not yeah that's and the country you play for a lot of people did go because england were quite a good team back in the 80s and 90s there was a not a lot of places so if you could go play for a different team you did and that's why ireland were pretty good in the 90s and even qualified for a world cup when england didn't uh, we don't talk about that here, though. USA 94. Oh, okay. Never mind. Different year I was thinking of. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Jack Charles. Mabaya. Sorry, I uh, kind of st- I stole his uh, thunder there by explaining all that nonsense. But uh, I guess that means it's time to move on to yeah, Calvin Ramsey. Let's move, move on to Calvin Ramsey. So fell down age hole 20. There, sorry. Age 20. Yeah, he's um, out with an unspecified injury. I mean, he had, uh, what was it, ACL surgery at the end of last season. Okay. So it's. I don't think it's unspe. I think that's what it is. But for a kid his age, I mean, that's a tough injury to recover yeah. from. And they're probably t- He We signed him the same year we signed Fabio Carvalho, which was shortly after the FA Cup winning season, 22-23, I want to say. He played in the ago. Champions League for his last year. Yeah, yeah, he came on the same yeah, day Napoli as game, yeah. Arthur mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he played very briefly for us. Uh, didn't do much. That was his only appearance for Liverpool. But there's a ton of promise from this kid. I think he, did he come from Aberdeen or? Yeah, came from Aberdeen, and he's right. actually um, has he's actually played for Scotland as well. Oh, he has. Yeah, Mid debut yeah. last year. Uh, good for him. Yeah, I, I I think we mentioned on the show last year as well. I'm not uh, going yeah, back to listen to those. We might have. You might be right. Um, I, I, I'm really high on him. I watched a lot of footage of him playing after we signed him because I'd never really heard of him, but we had been linked to him for so long. 
and then to to see the last season kind of end up disappointing for both of those signings, Carvalho and Ramsey was disappointing. Agreed. More so Ramsey because at least Carvalho had a couple of goals for us and big moments and stuff. And Ramsey, we didn't really get to see what he's made of. So, you know, I I hope they don't loan him out too quickly once he's recovered. I, I I'd really like to see him play in red for a little while. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I know this isn't an indication of really whether they're going to succeed or not, but. Callum Ramsey, out of all of these guys, does have the lowest squad number of 22, which um, ah, yeah, does potentially fair. suggest that he's got a first-team squad number. So, um, so yeah. Paid a lot of money for him. I know that much. Whether, again, that doesn't qualify him yeah. as a great player. We paid a lot of money for Carvalho, too, and now he's doing awful in Germany. So, yeah. who knows? But, yeah, Ramsey. Looking forward to him someday, hopefully. The next guy, I, th- I seem to think we've talked about him for ages, but um, he's only 18, so it just cannot have, <laughs> cannot have been. He's a hot prospect. Well, we've been talking about Harvey Elliott <laughs> every <for> episode. Goes in tight. Thank you. And so, uh, so yeah, um, Bobby Clark purchased from Newcastle for $1.5 million after add-ons. Shares a namesake with a famous Boston Bruins player, I think, Bobby Clark. Um not a big hockey guy, so my brother can correct me on that when he listens to this episode. Uh, I don't know much about him, though, to be honest. His dad was quite famous, Lee Clark. Um, other than being the manager of some random team in Sudan, he made... <laughs> the, uh, the oldest team in Africa. Yes. I can't remember what the name of it is, though. Uh, if you could, would you know how to pronounce it? <laughs> my pronunciation. No good. <laughs> well, Lee Clark's the manager, if anybody wants to go and Google yeah. him. Yeah, uh, 440 appearances and. 200 of those for, like, Newcastle, weren't there? Yeah, so he's got pedigree as Bobby Clark. Um, we'll see if he can break into the uh, Liverpool team. He's only 18 right now, and um, certainly um, hitting uh, quite a few records for the uh, for the under-18s and under-20s. He played, uh, he played some minutes, I want to say, preseason for Liverpool, okay. if I'm not mistaken, because I remember everyone at the pub was like, oh, Bobby Clark, like the, the, the hockey <laughs> player. That's <laughs> that the only reason I know all this nonsense. Makes sense. Um, so I, he has played at some point. It, oh, you know, it might have been, I want to say it was the Manchester 7-0 game. Did they dump on a bunch of youngsters at the end of that game? Could have been. It could have been. I don't, know. I don't know. There's things you don't ask. A woman of her age, what her size is, and what happened on that day to United fans. <laughs> So moving on to the next guy who um, made his debut this weekend for for Liverpool. So he's in the under twenty three. He's only Premier 19. League debut. Premier League debut. Yes. Yep. So made his Premier League debut. He's only nineteen. Um, so who came on? James, James McConnell. McConnell. And he looks like he's twelve. Yeah. He looks so much younger than <laughs> he, he does. Is. He looks way <laughs> he younger looks than like 19. a child. <laughs> Um, I guess he technically is, but we've seen some good stuff out of him because he he played against Toulouse, if I'm not mistaken. I uh, yeah, he, he came, came on as a yeah, he came as a sub. Yeah. yeah, he's fast. That's what I remember. Um, yeah, I, I don't know much about him. There's a couple of these guys who have made the like Quanser. I put in the same category. I hadn't heard about them last year. I'd heard about some of these other players like Clark, <laughs> but um, but McConnell seems to have gone under the radar straight into the first team. I like the way you say Clark. 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 You say Clark a lot. You also uh, say years a little different too. Years. I might have mentioned this before, but Pogue Mahone. <laughs> Pogue Mawala. Anyway, James McConnell looking good. Uh, hopefully stays looking good. Who's next? Connor Bradley. We've heard about him for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I, know the least I have to him. say I was doing a bit of research on Connor Bradley, and it says we acquired him from Dungannon Swifts. 
which I had to look up um, who they were. Northern Irish Premier Premiership team, not very good. So, like, better than the League of Ireland then? No, not even close. The, <laughs> oddly enough, the Northern Irish League is worse than the League of Ireland. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Sorry to say that. So I wish there was a lot more money in those leagues. So Connor Bradley. We unify them. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pass the wealth around. Connor Bradley. Imagine that an Irishman calling for a uh, reunification. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to write a letter asking for six counties back. <laughs> we're, n- we're not going to explain the history of this, by the way, listeners. So I love how we're friends and we can just make jokes about this. <laughs> can I switch seats for next week? Hey, so. man, I am the nine, so <laughs> I should probably split you. So, um, Connor Bradley was Bolton Wanderers Player of the Year last year. So, you know, I think they were only in League One last year, so it's not saying too much, but um, still, that's that's pretty impressive for a, for a kid of, uh, of 20 or 19, whatever They're he is. Big he of he has clubs. 13 caps for Northern Ireland at that age. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? That's yeah. incredible. So. Even Northern Ireland, that's really good. Most of them are probably just qualification games, but the means he's played against well, actual, Northern Ireland. But the, but it means he's playing against actual like internationals. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really cool. So I do Un- think unless we'll you're an English team, because you know they always get the easy teams like San Marino and stuff, <laughs> as Bezajan and Kuwait. I do think we will see Connor Bradley in in a little push up. Cool. So looking forward to so that yeah. day. How old is he? We don't have an age for him. Yeah, <laughs> the one I didn't put an age on. Yeah, I think he's twenty. Twenty. Okay. So. Next guy, I've been really high on this guy. He's an attacking midfielder. I thought he was a striker, but um, but uh, Mel Camus uh, Frauendorf. He's um, German and Ethiopian. What a delicious combination. So, yes. Well, Both co- of their cuisines. Coco does come from Ethiopia, and Germany does make some of the best chocolate in the world. Uh, Ethiopia might have been a German colony, actually. I'm not sure. So Interesting. Didn't England steal all the tea from the... <laughs> No, that was... There's lots of other places. In Kenya. <laughs> Let's leave that one alone, too. So, yeah, he has played for Liverpool's first team in the AFL Cup again, and he has been capped at all youth levels for Germany. So, um, exciting prospect. I keep thinking we're going to see him. I keep saying we're going to see him, but we never see him. So, um, What was the game that you were in the chat talking about him? What game was that? Was that the League Cup? Oh, he played against my hometown team of Barrow in the EFL Trophy. So... The next tier down from the League Cup is the EFL Trophy. And um, you, the Premier League teams get to put their under-21s in mm-hmm. that competition. And the lower division teams get to put their first team. So um, It starts off with a group stage where there's yep, four the teams stage. in the group and they all play each other. Then they get qualified out. Yeah. Okay. It's and a little so bit more fair. Liverpool are in the group like with Markham, Barrow and some other team. But like, it's regionalized, so you're just playing teams in your local region. Okay, so, okay. Which How is why I'm, a, why I'm a Liverpool fan, because Barrow's in the local region of, of Liverpool. That makes sense. So how, just out of curiosity, I can't believe I haven't asked this before and don't know it, but how low in the the English Football League does like the League Cup go? First four divisions. It, yeah. First four divisions. Yeah. And Same then, for the EFL Trophy, but it's basically for... Second tier teams and championship, but League One, yeah. League Two. Okay, all right, cool. Then you have the Papa John's Trophy for national, oh. national league and League One. Yeah, there's a couple of trophies there that are you know Papa to help. John's? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I love Papa John's. Vanarama, National League I like North. A little garlic dipping sauce. By the way, come on, Welling. I'm hungry. Stay out of relegation. Welling. Come on. <laughs> Vanarama, National League South. <laughs> All right. I think we need to move on. We're deep, deep down this yeah, hole. Yeah, I just don't want them to yeah. get relegated into the... Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> the so, Counties League. Uh, why don't you take the next guy, Nick? Because you can pronounce his name and I sure. struggle with this Oakley one. Cannoneer is his name. It's a great name, isn't it? Oakley Cannoneer. Just awesome. like his name, he's a great goal scorer. And he's a, yeah, he's a great goal scorer. We we were watching highlights from him uh, before we started this. Uh, he is a striker and his probably greatest claim to fame is he was the ball boy that gave Trent the ball quickly. At least he wasn't the ball boy Hazard had to go at. <laughs> yeah, no. he's Corner taken guy. quickly. To a Riggy and Oakley Cannoneer, our next great striker. We've been talking about how we would love to have a great striker. He could be the guy at 19 years old. He was the guy who gave the ball to Trent, which was basically how we beat Barcelona to win the Champions League. So an assist for the assist. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was exactly. playing in youth as well, so he was quite equipped to how quick like you want to he be knew. moving. Yeah. 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 There's actually a couple of the guys on this list. I can't remember who the other one was, but somebody else was um, in this list was a ball boy in that game too. So there's, I think it's you know it's pretty common to have those youth players. Do they get a medal? Because that <laughs> he, fucking kid he should have done. Yeah, one. absolutely. Holy moly! Yeah, Oakley Cannoneer. <laughs> so he's an England national. Indeed. Okay. Cool. So um, the next guy on the list. I hope uh, he wins the Champions League. He the, will. The next guy on the list. Um, they call him the Polish Messi. Can you pronounce his name for us, please? Well, I can say how I'm going to say it. Yeah. Musialowski. Musialowski. Matsus Musialowski. Yeah. That's he's, pretty good, I think. He's, he's 20 years old, and he shares a birthday with uh, me. Yeah. Yeah. Libras. What's up, guys? That means he's going to be a great leader. All about probably. the balance. That's right. It's on the list there. Tabs. Yep. Pay you oh, for balance. Oh, there it is again. There it is again. <laughs> this kid had some incredible... We, we were watching his highlights, and he's had some incredible shots 2021 uh, under 18s goal of the season and he's had some fair few goals and they looked pretty awesome just like our man before that's right so if they're both coming up uh, I, well we've yeah. got I, i'm looking at some of this i'm like we've got a whole front line right now coming up that if they can stick to their promise we we yeah. might not have to worry about sala and jata and all these guys aging yeah, the out. next three people i'm pretty stoked about after seeing what I, they can do too yeah yeah absolutely uh, who's so Muzielowski's Polish, oh, yeah. not too surprising. Polish Messi, um, also Polish being compared Messi. to Eden Hazard, and so great things expected of him. But it's twice um, we've mentioned him, in but <laughs> we've we've um, we've heard it said before about the players being the next Steven Gerrard, being the next this, the next that, and so so yeah, we will uh, take it with a grain of salt. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Another guy we've heard of for quite a while. Yes, sir, Cade Gordon. I mean, he's been all over. If you follow anything in football prospects, not just Liverpool, I mean, he's a big name right now for uh, the young guys. Um, Send him from Derby. Oh, he did come from Derby. Uh -huh. Yeah, we, we spent a decent amount of money on him, too. Uh, he's a million dollars with up to three million. In I like how you say dollars. A million dollars. Dollars? I've I think never it was, even a, thought it was about a million it. pounds, actually. But, yeah. It was a million pounds, yeah. right. Not euros. I, I can't keep track <laughs> of it all, man. Yen. Uh, <laughs> second youngest goal scorer in all competitions. Oh, that's quite an honor. Yeah, youngest um, ever scorer in the FA, FA Cup. Cup. Was that this this year? No, we haven't played any FA Cup. Nope, yet. not yet. January. Yeah. Oh, so that was... No, well, no, we start in January. I don't so know when year. he scored, but it was last okay, year. Okay, but it, it last would have had to have been within the last calendar it, year. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, Kay Gordon. Uh, he was... I, I wish I had remembered because I didn't know we were doing this episode until the last minute, but... Uh, uh, he was just on my Instagram feed for something. Um, 
but he kind of always is. He he did something good. Somewhere. He did something good. Excellent. I don't know. I don't know what it was for. Who Let's it move was. on to somebody else who's but done something really good. We'll they, move on to your on, guy. Hold yeah. on. Didn't they beat Barrow? Liverpool? No, they lost to Barrow. Oh. They um. Damn it. They were leading they Barrow. Should. They were leading Barrow, but um, Barrow scored two goals and with a much improved second half performance. To, and uh, as we always mention, Jay Spearing. <laughs> And Jay Spearing was playing in that game, indeed. So he's going to be the next Fat Sammy Lee. He's only thirty-four. Yeah, but look at him. Surprised. He's got a bit of a really. Yeah, that's like yeah. You think he should still be playing for the um for the first team? Well, if Thiago Silva can play until he's forty, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. You got to take this one, Neil, because you love this guy. Yeah, Ben Doak. We saw him at um, uh, the – what did we just see this week? Oh, the Toulouse game, wasn't Toulouse. it? Toulouse. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Toulouse game. Ben Doak. I thought he looked great in the first half. Yeah, I mentioned in the really last well. episode. Um, you know, he's – out of all the guys we've talked about here, he actually has the highest uh, transfer market value at the moment. They're uh, saying they're demanding – the demand would be $10 million, not the um, for him at the moment. That's, so, de- that's decent for an 18-year-old. Yeah, that's 18 really years old. He's the youngest scorer um, ever for Scotland's under-21, and he's the youngest Scottish player ever to appear in the Premier League. Wow. I don't know. Again, that's one of those funky stats of – is it just Premier the Premier League, League stat, or is it top fly? Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, youngest Premier League player for Scotland. He just needs a new haircut. Like, holy moly, dude! No, that's the style. Put the bowl and the scissors away, man. Good the style Lord. That with one's the fade, for you, Jay. Yeah, yeah anyway. I was going to say well, when 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 um when Jay uh, comes in, we'll have the the haircut special. So that isn't going to happen. <laughs> and our last player on the list, uh, we've got a guy named Harvey Blair, who's a Jamaican player and also uh, wicked uh, in front of goal. And Tom's yeah. forbid me for doing my Jamaican accent, so yeah. I'm not going to do it's it. Yeah, definitely let's, let's not culture appropriate. <laughs> we'll Though just, you should definitely improve on it by watching Cool Runnings. It's kind of funny you're wearing the Ajax, the Bob Marley Ajax kit while we're talking about our, our Makes Jamaican me want prospect. some beer can. Oh, there it is. Please don't <laughs> anyway, sue us. Harvey, if you are going to sue us, send your mail to P.O. Box. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> and make sure you address it to Neil the Wanker. Uh, this is our right wing. Uh, actually, K. Gordon, Ben Doak, and uh, Blair are all right wingers. Um, so Salah's 18, guys. 19, and 20. Look at that. 18, 19, 20 was originally part of United's youth team. I know. Yeah, it was a bit of a coup when he decided to leave them and join us. Was it really? It was, yeah. What happened? I don't know. It was a bit of a coup. He was a really hot prospect at United, and they didn't want to lose him. And when we signed him, it was a bit of a um, take that in your face. Oh. He thought he I like had a better so much chance. More yeah, now. he thought he had a better chance of progressing and developing of- uh, under the care and attention of the Liverpool system than the United system. He's not wrong. Makes a lot of sense. He reminds me of Tevez when he went from United to Man City. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Across the street. (laughs) Unfortunately, Harry Blair is out. No, no, no. Don't get that wrong. City is in City. United is in the depths of Stratford. Right, (laughs) right. I keep forgetting. Unfortunately, Harry Blair is out for the remainder of this season. He was trading with the first team. I think we would have seen him like we saw Kwanzaa, like we've seen McConnell, like we've seen Scanlon and Chambers. I think Blair would have been playing for us this year uh, for the first team, you know, in guest appearances. But unfortunately, he tore his meniscus while in training with wow. the first team. After watching his highlight reel, he looks a hot prospect, just yeah. like the other three I've just talked, or we've just talked about before this. Yeah, I, I would say that. Musialowski, uh, Cannoneer, and Blair alongside Gordon and Doak are probably some of the most exciting guys coming up. Now, granted, they're all forwards, so they're going to have the more exciting 
Instagram clips. And They're also going to have the hardest time getting into this team. That too. In- agreed. Um, so then when we do see Ben Doak start, we should be like, whoa, this kid has got something that we need to look out for here. Yeah, Ben Doak, I mean, his dribbling and his composure over the ball, I know we've talked about it before. Uh, I don't know these other players well enough to be able to compare them to Ben Doak, but everything Ben Doak does so well, if these kids can do the the same, they're going to be in the first team before they're old enough to drink in America. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is. Yeah, so my wrap of this segment would be back to those um, words on the wall. All of these players, I think, demonstrate technique, attitude, balance, and speed. And I'm looking forward to seeing more. Well, well put, Neil. Thanks so much for this uh, little presentation. I don't think we need to do much closing thoughts. I think you summed it up pretty perfectly. So, listener, thanks for joining us today. If you wouldn't mind, go find us on Facebook or on Instagram. That's at Come On Red Men Podcast. And say hello. Thanks for listening. Chat to you soon.